Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the well, happy President's Day, everybody. Can't we give presidents their own day? Yeah. That's too much that. I mean, maybe Each not one a of national. Them. Whatever happened in Washington, he gets screwed. He used to have his own right. day. Right. Washington's a birthday, yeah. Yeah. We don't have that anymore. That was this date, right? And then they just made it President's Day. Yeah. Like, and I don't need a national holiday, but give him his own day. I think so. I think Lincoln, too. Wasn't Lincoln, too? I mean, it was like Lincoln had one of the same. When was Lincoln? Why? Was, was, it, was it the same month? I don't know. And that's why they combine them. Maybe. Because they're cheap bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's saying move the Super Bowl to this weekend. Why? It's because you have Monday off automatically. What kind of name is Tishes? Tishes? T-I-C-H-E-S. I don't know. First uh, I've heard of it. She wants to friend me. Oh. Not bad looking. <laughs> Must be a Nigerian prince. <laughs> <laughs> Princess. Hopefully. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. Okay. I, I was, uh, I get on, I'm on Lincoln and a like, like, and I like to call it. And, uh, uh, somebody contacted me and, and their profile was that they were a marketing manager for, um, Jules company or something in, in the Europe division. So anyways, you know, just like, she, she, they sent me a, a message and everything, you know, like, do you do shows? And, you know, I talked a little bit about the show and stuff. Really? Yeah. So anyways, and then, uh, so uh, I said, so I don't, I'm not always on Lincoln or Lincoln or whatever frick it is. So uh, my, my face, as Bill says, <laughs> <Nice to> <laughs> that's got to be one of the best lines. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> one of the classic Belichick lines. Yeah, a little bit. Anyways. Uh, so finally, it's like, again, you know, why don't you just friend me on Facebook? Because I'm I'm always on Facebook. I can always get any messages. I get notifications all the time. So they, they said, oh, I, I'm not on Facebook, but uh, I'll give you to my brother's thing. So this, I got a, right away, I got the, the friend request. And it was this, uh, some black guy from Nigeria. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, some African country. I shouldn't phase yep. yep. Nigeria. Yep. It's like, oh, okay. I wasted uh, my time being nice to you for. <laughs> but the guy was very specific about, you know, it was a specific conversation. It wasn't like a generic thing, right? No, it wasn't generic. Yeah. So they, they might, well, they have my profile, right? Yeah. So you just work on the profile and who knows where it would have led, you know? So is that what they do all day? They just fish people? I, tell me you don't get enough fishing. I mean, you, oh, yeah, I know. I you get every, every, honest to God, every, day how many fishing emails do you get right your yeah. order is gonna be in ship if you didn't order this click on this right. yeah uh, but see that's just cbs oh oh uh, you've been selected by cbs uh, thank you for being a cbs customer uh we uh, if you take the survey we'll give you a hundred bucks or something it's like yes come on yeah, those are pretty generic they don't, people they sign they don't up for it too that's, that's about what... as specific as you get it might be hi lou that's about it they'll get your name yeah i know that that's yeah. that's the facebook ones but the, I mean, the sad part about people actually fall for those, right? Oh, I know, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. We're not talking, you know, like old people and and stupid people. We're talking some highly intelligent people that have dished out some decent amount of money because they got sucked into yep. one of these things. So if if you didn't, no matter how good it sounds, you know, like oh, you know, even if you know the company or whatever thing else, if it don't make any sense, just. Anything that comes up like that, I just put it on my block list. See you later. Yep. Block you right out. Don't even open it. Never respond to contact. Always initiate contact. In other words, if they say they're the IRS or something, yeah. call the IRS back. Don't don't deal with those people. Yeah. Oh yeah, the IRS. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that scares we the hell out of a lot of people, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it does. I mean, you hear IRS, you go, "Oh, I got to take care of them." Yeah. Law enforcement will be at your door. It's like, yeah, have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> F off. <laughs> anyway, that's my little bit of pontification. Yeah. 
but you know, I mean, they do all these things to try to, it's like, I mean, we're just, I don't know, we're, we're stuck to, to the internet. We're stuck to uh, all this stuff. I mean, I mean, I'm watching, I'm on this page now for today's show and, and all of a sudden there's a, a girl's butt bending over in a tight skirt up there and it's going, woo, woo. it's like, why? And then you look at it and it's for a cat insurance. Well, <laughs> insurance for your pets. They got your attention. <laughs> life is, life is nuts. It drives me nuts. At least, at least they're honest about it. <laughs> oh, I could go somewhere, but I'm not going to. Let's move along. Super Bowl ads were kind of disappointing. I didn't see any, so. I'm no, not, you didn't see No, any. no. It's one of my favorite parts of the Super Bowl. but It is, but yeah, the halftime show was not my cup of tea, so I just kind of like skipped everything there. And I don't even remember seeing the ads. That's, they left no impression if I did the same. So March 1st. On the evening of March 1st, 1950, choir practice was scheduled to take place at the West Side Baptist Church located in Beatrice, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Martha Paul, who had been the leader of the choir for 30 years, required that all members be on time for Wednesday night practice, sure. and which started at 7.20. God is watching. That's right. Mm -hmm. 7.20? 7.20. Okay. It's evening. At 7.25, the town heard a large explosion that shattered house windows and caused the power outages. Upon investigation, it was discovered the blast came from the church. Oh, no. It was so destructive, it destroyed the entire structure. Wow. 7.25, choir class is 7.20. 7.20, and everyone's right. required to be there. Everybody's required. That afternoon, Reverend Walter Kemp was at the church. He lit the coal furnace uh, at about 5.30 to prepare for the choir practice that night before leaving. Mm -hmm. Authorities suspect <clears throat> that a broken pipe may have leaked gas into the church and caused the explosion when it hit the furnace. Fair enough. So he's got a coal furnace and gas? No, gas leaked into the church. From outside? Yeah. Like, okay. Although 15 members Where of the was God then? Although 15 members of the choir were expected to be at the church and yep. the incidents happened, there were no casualties. Because <laughs> everyone was late? Because everybody was late. Including her? Everyone. <laughs> 15 people. Yeah. 15 people. Think about that. Choir leader Martha Paul was strict about punctuality. Yes. And it was extremely rare occurrence for any member to be late. On that particular night, however, all 15 members weren't present when the explosion occurred. Typically, members arrive at the church at 7.15 to prepare for practice. High school student, Lado Ladona, is that her name? Sure. Yeah. Ladona Vandegriff was doing her homework before practice, and she was having difficulty with geometry. I feel you for you. Geometry can be tough. She was uh, also running late, but uh, decided to finish her homework before heading to church. Mm. Two other high school girls were late because they wanted to finish listening to a popular radio show. Okay. Must have been Ghost Chronicles. Ghost Chronicles, yeah. no doubt about it. Which ended at 7.30. The we piano that in 1950? <laughs> yeah, me, probably. <laughs> the pianist wanted to go to church early, but she took a nap. After dinner, only to wake at 7.15, so she didn't arrive until later. Two other uh, choir members couldn't get their car started, which left them without a way to get to church. Joyce Black, a stenographer, was feeling lazy that night and didn't leave as early as she usually does. Uh, she was getting ready to depart when she heard the explosion. Javi hmm. Al was home taking care of children for his wife, who was away and thought about bringing the boys to choir practice, but lost track of the time. By the time he checked his watch, it was already too late. This is not a very disciplined group. They, uh, the fact I was expecting more of the car didn't start, as opposed to I took a nap. Yeah, but this is all, oh, no, I understand. all unusual for yep. them. This yep. is the, the key. The fact that choir members escaped the church's pleasure was, uh, was baffling to the community who, uh, especially since they were all known for their promptness. Based on attendance of the 
choir members in the past, there was a one in million chance that all of the choir members would be late on that fateful Wednesday night. Including Martha. Including Martha. Yeah. One choir member, member You're said. You've got to be a hard ass about being on time. you got to be on time. Most often, everyone there uh, was on time. I can't remember the time anybody came in late. The incident was so bizarre that it was featured in an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, Ooh. which he had in 1990. So what do you think? It's interesting. They, they, it's get, really interesting. The question is, what do you think about it? You get to, that you'd get 15 people that would be late. 15 people. Like 100%, 15 out of 15. For various reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it gives you pause. Does it give you divine intervention? What else can you attribute it to, right? Well, some people, skeptics, or uh, not skeptics, uh, what do you call them? There's another word for skeptic, but whatever. Some people would say it's just coincidence. Yeah, coincidence. It's a hell of a coincidence. What's, a, what's the difference between coincidence? When does that coincidence not become coincidence? I don't know. I mean, life in itself could be life itself could be coincidence. It just uh, some sort of uh, intervention of chemicals at a certain point back in history that mm -hmm. created, you know, the first cells or whatever. Why do you always go to evolution? I don't know. I was talking to Jan about that the other day. I said, Lou is so heavy into evolution. He believes he thinks we're all because of evolution. Well, he doesn't give us any credit at all for evolving evolution that's what i'm talking about evolution i absolutely credit for evolving yeah but you're well you're saying that a lot of the things we have is because of something that was inbred to us and and i say it's the majority of the stuff we got is because we've learned things i mean i'm not i'm not going to put percentages to it but it's a mixture of both isn't it i don't think so I no. think I think uh, ID. Uh, I don't know what you you call you. Is it called DNA or what, whatever your thing is? Is yep. is just the the building block of make us our physical bodies. I don't think it's really has to do as much as our psyche. Well, I, think I think that's our, far beyond. I think it's our baseline DNA. response. I don't think. Which would be bred in our DNA, according to you, right? right. Yeah, I know. It's. I think we get scared at night because of our DNA. We get scared in unknown situations. We get do scared we get, when we don't see. Do we get scared at night because of our DNA? Because, or do we get scared at night because of an experience we have? There are some people who are not afraid at night. There are some people who are not afraid of heights. There are some people afraid of heights. People will say, "Oh, they were born that way." No, they're not. They they, they had something that affected them. In their life, they're created like well, you. You know my my theory that we are uh, we make our own decisions in life. It's total free will. There's no such thing as destiny. We become who we. Oh, wait a second. What? You just told a story about quote unquote destiny. I did. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Those people weren't saved by free will. Or do we? Yeah. They were saved by predestination. They were Not saved necessarily. by an external force. Well. There, there's, there is that that they, they could have been ex, uh, by a, a, a miracle, if you want to call it, or a divine intervention. Or, but that wasn't their choice. Or, if, if that's your theory, it's not or, their choice. Or you didn't let me finish because yep. there was an or there. Yep. Or they could have determined that themselves. I'm doing a homework. This homework is more important than a choir. I don't care. Even if I've never been late, I'm going to do it. So they make the decision. They uh, didn't take care of their cars, so the cars wouldn't start. They made that decision not to take care of their cars or whatever it is. I mean, there are environmental uh, conditions. Don't get me wrong on that. I mean, that's. But those people who didn't get there because their car didn't start or because they took a nap, this supposedly never happened before. Yeah. It just happened to happen on this night. But they chose to take that nap. They chose to stay with the kids and lose track of time. He, he, you know, whatever. They made those choices, and you make your choices in life. I mean, you really do. But I'm not saying you, you can't have divine intervention. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm just saying. I think people aren't afraid I think of the we, dark and aren't afraid of heights. That's learned behavior. That's that's. And I, if you're, I think we start out that we start out as a blank slate, and then we. I, 
built by the, our experiences. We need Dr. Kim. We're going to talk about him. We will. We'll talk about it. We're that. having Dr. Kim on our show. You're walking down a dark alley and you hear footsteps behind you. Everybody is scared. Whether they reason themselves out of it based no, on their personal experience. No, oh, everybody no, is scared. No. Yeah, everybody's. I own. disagree. Everyone's antenna goes up. You have a reaction and your intellect takes over at that point. Either you, either hopefully your intellect takes over at that point. And you try to evaluate whether you really are in danger or not. Just because you hear something doesn't mean you're scared. Or you turn to investigate doesn't mean you're scared. Yeah. Some people in the paranormal will see a ghost and, and, and go screaming. Other people look at it and go towards it or try to figure it out. But that's people who try to figure it out. That's learned behavior. Is it? Yeah. Everything is learned behavior. Something was that person scared from ghosts was probably frightened when they were a child by something. They couldn't explain a threat or heard of the go or heard of, not necessarily threat or heard a ghost story that that scared them. I don't know. I mean, that's that's my belief anyway, but I don't know. So all we're a blank slate when we're born. Well, yeah, we have no we've carried forward no instincts. We don't know how to search for food. We don't know how of to protect not. We ourselves. certainly don't know how to search for food. We certainly don't know how to take care of ourselves. We certainly know how to think. This is all learned because we are nothing as a baby. We are a big lump of flesh. I mean, babies are cute. Don't get me wrong, but they're still a big lump of fish. Yeah. <laughs> flesh. But a baby knows it's hungry. It learns. We talked about a little bit last time. We have yep. Dr. Kim back on. We're going to go into this a little bit more because I think that's a fascinating subject. Yep. And I'm not, you know, I'm just giving you my beliefs and I could very well uh, not be yours. But anyway. So miracles. Do you believe miracles? We talked a little bit about those, right? Mm -hmm. So what would constitute a miracle to you? Is it miracle divine intervention? I don't know. This is a decent, yeah, right? That's by definition what a miracle is, right? Or, um, yeah, divine intervention. Sure, I'll go with that. I think so. What's a miracle is a miracle is a lot like faith. It's something that happens without alternate explanation. Or is it something that happens? Something positive. That something we can't understand. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's always the. That's always the disclaimer. So something happened that caused everybody to be late this night that we can't, that we don't understand. Hey, it did happen. So, yeah. I mean, there were two, for instance, there were two, two brothers. I, I, I thought I had this on here, but I can't find it right now. Uh, there were two brothers, window washers, and they fell from huge amount of heights. Uh, multi stories, yep. two brothers. One of them survived. People have survived unopened parachutes, haven't they? Yeah. And there's that story of the, and I forget the name of the girl. There was the plane crash in the Amazon jungle, and the girl walked out of it. You know, not only did she survive the crash, and by the way, it wasn't like like it, the thing came apart in midair. So she survived the fall and then survived walking, you know, a teenage girl surviving walking out of the Amazon jungle. It's like, you know. One-offs like that happen. It's when you get into these situations like the explosion where 15 people all of a sudden were late when nobody's supposed, supposedly no one is ever late. Here's a, a kid that got in a horrible car accident, four-year-old boy. He was internally decapitated. Internally decapitated? Yeah. What does mean, that mean? It means his skull was separated from his spine on the inside. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the rescuers didn't move his head, luckily, and... The uh, ended up uh, reforming. Yeah, he ended up living. Well, yeah. Are you asking miracle or no? Yeah, miracle or no? I don't know. Apparently, the human body is capable. So when do we when do we go from human body capable to divine intervention? When we don't have when we don't have a semi-reasonable explanation we, again these 15 people that's there's no semi-reasonable explanation why they were all late that night 
if you tell me that if you get lucky enough and it, God, it seems like such a long shot guy gets internally decapitated and then is everything repairs itself. We know the body has regenerative power. Maybe in this freak incident, you know, it worked out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. A man named, how many times have you seen, uh, guys take nails to the head or have head injuries. There's one where well, there's one I, different thing between a head, uh, an injury like that and oh, being decapitated. Oh, well, yeah. certainly a man named Peng Shwing. Or what about the China. guy? I just read about this. The guy lost his arm and they sutured it to his leg for a while till, till his arm healed. And then they transplanted really? it back on there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because there was so much trauma, I guess, to the, to the wound to the part of the arm that they wanted to do something with that before they but they had to sustain the arm so they like right because you have to give it blood and everything yeah. else yeah so they attached it to his leg until they yeah. could do the surgery when they attached my finger to to my uh, finger hand again they uh it was a, actually a six and a half hour operation the the guy actually sat down during the whole thing and what they would do is is uh they had a tourniquet on my arm and they would put the tourniquet on and, and work on the arm. And then after a certain period of time, they would release the tourniquet, get blood back in there again, and then cut it off again. So a man named uh, Peng Shuang in China survived being cut in half by a lorry, which is a truck. Cut in half. Cut in half. In 1995, after 20 doctors grafted skin from his head to seal up his torso, he was uh, primarily bedridden. And when doctors consider he was a miracle now, but he is able to walk again with the assistance of prosthetics. So does he have his bottom half or he doesn't have his bottom Must half? Must have a bottom half. He's got prosthetics. Yeah. Which is like so like they didn't, it's not like the internally decapitated guy, which is a new phrase today, by the way, internally decapitated. Hey, you always learn something new uh, yeah. on this show. You know, that's that's one so thing. So they didn't put this guy back together. They just sealed him up and then gave him legs. I'm sure they did some work on us. 20 doctors. So, yeah, they must have did some work. I mean, you if you're decap, I mean, there are there are um, uh, incidents in, and I'm, I'm not sure if we talked in the show or not, but in, in the subway systems where a guy has been st stuck between a train and a platform virtually cut in half and they know if they move the train, he's going to die because there's nothing they can do. So they'll call in his loved one and everything else and say their goodbyes. And then they move the train and the guy just goes because uh, it's virtually cut really in half. that's actually happened. That's actually happened. Yes. Oh God. I can't even imagine. No. Can you, uh, God, Jeez. Life. God. I mean, it's, it's some strange stuff in life. What a we... horrible way to go. Is there a good way? Yeah. Sleep, I guess. In bed with, you know, the woman in the cat ad. <laughs> the what? The woman in your cat health insurance ad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why she going, going to sleep. That's a good way to go. Yeah. All that time you see. Oh. It's funny too because I don't. You don't watch uh, 1883, right? Oh, check. Yeah, here's. The, I got the article now. Here it is. Alcides Moreno, a window washer working 47 stories high on scaffolds, suddenly went from washing windows to hanging on the side of a platform while it plummeted to the ground with his partner, his brother, who died in the accident. But Alcides whatever his name is, miraculously survived with 24 pints of blood, Ooh. 19 pints of plasma, and several surgeries. Wow. Yeah, I mean... 47 stories. Yeah. I'm less... Okay. I'm less likely to attach miracles to this. Really? Here's one of the problems I have with... I, see, so that's what I'm trying to find out. What's the what's the line? When, when yeah. You, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'll listen to you. Here's one of the things, the problem that I have with these stories. Oh, is, you have a problem with them? Yeah, I have a problem with these stories Ooh. in terms of the context of quote-unquote miracle. Because it implies that a, there's a deity with a consciousness that made decisions to affect outcomes. Well, first of all, it doesn't necessarily mean a deity. Divine could be more than one deity. It could be something that's spiritual rather than okay. But you're assuming it's this a God entity, or something. Yeah. This entity decided yeah. these 15 people are going to live tonight. I'm going to blow up the church, or I'm going to let the church blow up. I'm not going to patch that pipe. I'm not going to keep the gas out of the church. I'm not going to save them that way. I'm going to blow up the church, 
but I'm gonna let the I'm gonna save these guys. He's not blowing them up, by the way. And if you think we do, that's a man-made thing. He's not blowing up the church. Except he's for, saving the people. Okay. Well, that's not a man-made thing. You just contradicted yourself. How would I? Because anything you said anything that happens is man-made. Keeping Otherwise, them out he's of the, not influencing in all right, go ahead. I'll listen to you. Anything that keeps that kept all those people out of the church is not a man-made thing. I know you individual decisions, but the totality of it, if you're going to call it a miracle, mm -hmm. you're implying that there was a force that made the decision for this outcome, that none of those 15 people showed up to get blown up. I just thought of something, by the way. The get These two guys falling off the scaffold, 47 stories. One died. Mm -hmm. The other didn't. That implies that there was a conscious decision made. If it's, we're talking miracle, there was a conscious decision made that that guy dies and that guy doesn't. Right. I have problems with that. All right. One was Republican, one was Democrat. <laughs> okay. Then I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> it's another story altogether. Another story for another time. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Space Force is out, by the way, the new episodes. I know. Did mm. you go back? I have. I started watching them over again. Is it any better than the first season? I haven't got. To, I haven't got to know. I like the first season for a lot of reasons. Yeah, you liked it. I I, I particularly like when the uh, the congressman came. and They had uh, Pelosi and that crazy. Uh, the well, you can one of the five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was. It was okay. And I do like it the two characters. I do like yeah. the two characters. Yeah, but it's so, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. No, I expected so much more from Steve Carell. But, yeah, but yeah, uh, uh, I'll go back and I'll watch it. I'm, I'm watching it because I, I want to see the new series, but I, I want to see it from the beginning to get back in the okay. mold and the feel of it again. Because it'll be different in the second season. Because in the first season, I had high expectations. Yeah, I know. Second season, I have zero expectations. See, so that's see, that's the problem. We 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 do have, unfortunately, we do have expectations about certain things. Yeah, and if we don't meet them. Even though it may be good, it won't be yeah. good enough, right? Yeah, it's it's good. It, it was okay. It was just I expected more, and yeah. parts of it were painful. By the way, there were parts that weren't good. But like I said, I'll have no expectations going to season two, so I'll probably enjoy it. But uh, so miracle, don't you think by definition a miracle? Um requires the decision of an entity a conscious decision yeah. a judgment yes. has to be made yes yeah but what i'm saying is we we, we say miracles and and we're thinking of divine intervention in other words um from a god or something like that but a miracle to me can still occur if for instance if we had a loved one that came to us and said don't go to church today to me, that would be a miracle. But it's 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 if you believe in the you know I mean. And so you would believe that that loved one acted without help. What do you mean without help? We don't know what the afterlife's like. So we assume, I assume that if we're in the afterlife, we pretty much know what's knows what's happening and everything, and we're able to interact. So I mean, we hear so many stories of of loved ones who have come, you know back and said you know don't do this do this yep, whatever fine yeah if we accept that however what we have to accept is that that help is extremely selective it is in other words people buy, die in plane crashes all the time it why is. did they decide that your wife is going to tell you not to go on that plane because it, crash? it we, and, and i'm sure you you realize especially being in radio as you are that we touch so many lives in our lives and we we couldn't we couldn't fathom the number of lives we actually touch, and a lot of times just a little thing that we do makes a big impression, either good or bad, on another person's lives. And to maybe why it's selective, if it is selective, is that you know that person's lives had more to fulfill. In other words, they had more to do, and and it might be you know he's not going to cure cancer. But he's going to touch somebody who touched somebody who touched whatever. But the the thing is, but in the other person's life. Yeah, that, that person had a destiny, quote unquote destiny. I don't know if it's destiny, but the, we're talking from the after now. It's not, it's a difference. So 
other words, they both got on that plane. They uh, they both were doing their job, and they both fell from the, the the thing. But you can't go. We need you yet. You you have to do something else. You, you know that's more important. If you believe it, we're talking about divine intervention now. Yeah. So this is right. strictly on that. But plane. that implies that the two hundred and seventy people on the plane had no worth left. Let them go. That is a horrible way to put that. No, wow. it, it what it might be is that their job is done. In okay. other words, it's not they don't have worth, but their job is done. They have reached the people they were that they could have. In other words, we they by going on that plane, they they have picked their destiny, if you want to call it destiny. You you have decided to go with that fate. Whatever it is. The plane's going down. Yeah. You're screwed. So but but I made divine incident yeah. says like that girl in the jungle. No, you you cannot. You need to be, and and might, we don't know the reasons. I certainly don't know the reasons, but it may be something that's way beyond. And like I said, we touch so many lives in our lives that it's just a simple gesture somewhere along who did something to somebody who did something to somebody who eventually did blah blah blah. It just it ends up. It's it's a snowball effect. It's, and it's the butterfly effect of. It is the butterfly effect. People inter personal interaction. Yeah. yeah. People don't understand that the personal interaction is, is so, so important. And, you know, we just like, we get angry or we like to tailgate. And uh, I don't, yeah, <laughs> we do. Sometimes we do. <laughs> I don't, I don't have, a, I understand how that exists and I'm fully in agreement with you. But the idea of somebody sitting up top and saying, hey, we need more personal interaction out of that guy, those people can go down with the plane. I don't, no big deal. They're done. They're, someone's keeping books. What do you mean keeping books? Well, again, they made this, uh, on that plane crash where the you wife tells the husband, <laughs> well, the wife tells the husband not to go on. Yeah. Through divine, are we working on divine intervention? Well, yeah, well, if that's okay. fine with you. Fine. Okay. Um, if we want to go that through road, divine right. intervention, that divine entity decided that this person should be saved, and these people are okay to die. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're okay to die. It's just that okay, we yeah, word it however you want to word yeah. it, but yeah. Okay. You you their you, job you, is you kind of make their life. Yeah, and that's not that their job is done. It's just that if you believe in free will, we make our decision our own dis well, decisions. So they went on the phone. Okay, you're lie. Okay, let's let's look at it this way, purely go on a on a different thing. Okay, there's 25 people that are going on this plane, right? Yep. Okay, one, this man here. Is going to do something, whether it's going to just a simple act, you know, once again, sure. the butterfly effect thing. Yeah. It, that will make a huge difference in the world. He's or got a, a job difference. left to do. Yeah. He's yeah. got a job left. The other 25 people, okay, we look, they're not going to be, in other words, their relationships will not do that. Or maybe uh, even, let's, let's look at it this way then. Maybe it's divine. Okay. I, this man here, if he survives, will touch somebody or whatever. So we we better keep him alive and um, and let the other people chose their own fate. So I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm just throwing this out to you. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to. That's where it gets. It's not even my own personal beliefs, by the way. This is just. That's where it gets sticky for me. What what is this sticky? I, again, that that somewhere something somewhere somehow is making a decision, making a value judgment. What if what if it's. All right. What Those if it's what, right, what if it's not a divine entity? What if it's a, a loved one? Okay. Let, let's look at the scaffolding. The guy, two guys, yeah. one died, one didn't. Yeah. Are we gonna? Are we gonna so talk is, that up so his mother said, entity? "Well, yeah, because he always she always liked him best." <laughs> <laughs> so this divine entity that's making the decision which not one divine, dies. Not necessarily divine entity. Okay. Could be. What if it's what's if a loved one in the past that gives you the hint? I don't want you to die. So yeah. I'll give you a hint. Don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, we, we presume it's a divine entity, which I would kind of guess if, it, you know, they were working as agents of a divine entity. Yeah. Or is the divine entity really a greater consciousness where that particular Wouldn't The guy who, who internally decapitated. Yes. <laughs> you like that one, I huh? do. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who internally decapitated, if he's supposed to be saved for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Why why didn't the saving happen before the internal decapitation? Wouldn't that have been easier? No, because maybe his trials 
are an important thing for oh, yeah. other words. By the this, butterfly effect. I get it. Yeah. yeah butterfly. So in other words, the, the doctor's able to do this. He ends up surviving. So now they have a case that if something this in the future happens again, they can go by this particular case and maybe they save somebody who invents free electricity or something. Or his gratitude helps him. Yeah. We don't know the particular reason. Yeah. In other words, yeah, it's, 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 it, it could be just the example of, uh, other words, maybe that man's life was not that important. Yeah. It, I mean, that sounded even worse. Not, not any less important than other people's lives. But by doing this, the doctors that are doing it are learning something that they can save. I, I don't, I mean, it's all. <laughs> but then the thought process there is, all right, we got to get the doctors, we got to let them figure out how to fix this particular injury. Let's get that idiot over there and just snap his neck. Just no, maybe that was going to happen because, yeah. you know, I mean, he, he got in a car accident once and he, he was he was in the car and, yeah. you know, his mother was driving, blame her. But I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing that takes a very specific injury and set of circumstances. Yeah, that I've never heard it before. Yeah. So, yeah. So. And what are the odds that they, they're going to keep him together enough throughout the whole, first of all, through the. First of all, just the initial. So, yeah, yeah. The initial thing. Yeah. And then, you know putting him in the ambulance, uh, handling him, pulling him out of the wreck. I mean, yeah. what are the odds you're not going to move him in such a way that's going to preclude that type of type of recovery? I don't know. I don't know. I just find this all fascinating because, you, you know, you can go all different routes. You but know, those you are can... different stories to me than the 15 people in the church. To you, that's divine intervention. No, to me, that's if I'm going to assign divine intervention to something, it's going to be that. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're kind of talking about right now. Two guys I mean. falling off a scaffolding. One guy lives, freak. Guy snaps his neck, lives, freak. Woman falls out of a plane, lives, freak. 15 people. And in, in again, the emphasis has been, don't be late, don't be late, don't be late. All 100% of them are late that night. It's true. Yeah. That one's a little... See. Okay, what about this guy? Like I said, then then I get to the point where someone made a decision about it. At age 57, Greg Thomas was diagnosed with terminal cancer. After losing his job and getting ready to say goodbye to his family, he didn't have much hope to cling to. One day, he was walking his dog down the road. He's a good guy. He's walking his dog, right? Sure. And found an abandoned, rundown church. Not having much else to do, he decided to fix it up. He asked the town of supplies and returned for fixing the church himself. After repairing the church, they discovered his cancer was gone. Divine intervention? Yeah, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> you are a toughie. A okay, tough okay. So, so again, it's okay for this the guy to die if he doesn't fix his church, but if he fixes the churches, we're, we're gonna fix him. That doesn't sound like a deity to me. Why? I don't know. So his job did he? So he got he got paid off. He got a tip for fixing the church. It's basically what we're talking about. He had a job to do. He did it. So yeah, but so he can die. His job's done. He can go to heaven. They can throw him a party in heaven. Thanks for fixing the church. Maybe he became minister. I don't know. <laughs> ah, I, I mean, I don't know. So this cancer is... goes into remission. It happens. Oh, here's here's one that I find less of. Divine. By the way, doctors are wrong. It happens. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Right. Politicians are wrong. That's for sure. In 2005, uh, Lynn Jennifer Grosbeck ran off the round. What? Ran off the round and into the Utah River with her 18-year-old, 18-month-old girl in the back seat. The crash eventually killed Lynn. Oh, she drove a car. You went around. Must be a roundabout. Oh, okay. And her daughter was. Uh, she went into the river. Yeah, she went into the river. Some daughter was driving right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's a woman. Who you like? Oh. St <laughs> <laughs> The opinions of Ron on this program are solely his. <laughs> so the 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 daughter was uh, hanging upside down uh, in the freezing water. Uh, she was there for twelve hours before police officers came over the scene. Immediately, they heard the distinct voice of saying, "Help me!" When they found the little girl, they rescued her and brought her to safety. Uh, doctors are not are baffled that she could survive that freezing water for that time. To me, that's not that's not divine intervention. No, we got the frozen people in Vermont, right? Yeah, the popsicle people. The popsicle people. They're my favorite, by the they way. Store them for the winter, freeze them. I really. Uh, I no, cold like... temperature can extend life in crisis situations quite a while, can it? I think so. Yeah. 
Another one with this is is, is actually uh, somebody survived the coma, but we all know that's doable as well. Yeah, that's a black box. No one knows what the hell goes on in the coma anyway. I know. That's that so people cool. would go in and come out. Yeah. What about, you know, if we're talking about miracles in, in... so how about incorruptible corpses? Incorruptible corpses. Another new phrase. Incorruptible corpses. All yeah. right. Let's go. Uh, the Catholic and Greek Orthodox believe that some corpses of saints do not decompose. Okay. Or decom this decomposition is delayed due to divine intervention. Mm -hmm. The bodies cannot be uh, embalmed or mummified in a way for in order to be considered. Uh, in other words, they can't be embalmed to be considered yep. incorruptible. A number of corpses has reached a status. Oh, so they don't consider them incorruptible if they've been embalmed. Yeah, because okay, you're, yep. you're being preserved. Yep. Pickled, basically. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So is that is that a miracle? Is that what is that? I don't know. That sounds like church play to me. Church play. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the church knew something we didn't. <laughs> said they weren't embalmed or Stalin's that way, isn't isn't Stalin's corpse in pretty good shape? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever, ever, ever go to, do you remember, Kim, you ever playing stiff as a board, light as a feather? No. You ever did that? No. Especially the girls, you used to do it all the time. Somebody lays out flat like a board. We've done this at, at, at events, too. And, and everybody gets their two little fingers underneath them, and they lift them up, and they say, they, they chant, uh, um, stiff as a board, light as a feather, stiff as a board, light as a feather, and they levitate them. You've never seen that? No. Oh, it's pretty cool. But there was actually uh, a guy, uh, St. Joseph the Cuprio, who uh, loved to levitate. He defied gravity over 70 times and would have uh, have to be restrained in order to keep him on the ground. Wow. He is uh, the patron saint of? Aviators. Aviators. Uh, again. <laughs> hey, it is Stalin. Stalin's corpse. Is he okay? It looks pretty good. Probably embalmed. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> No, oh, he's, he's involved. He's got to be involved. He's got to be involved. Yep. Stalin was seen in uh, two places at once. We talked about by lo locale. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know who the other guy is. I don't know. Oh, speaking about uh, probably uh, who's Lenin? Lenin, yeah. yeah. Talk about Stalin. Stalin was a, was a mean son of a bitch. You know that, right? Oh, God, yeah. So... Uh, when he died, he actually almost like Hitler looked tame. He he did. I think there he yeah. was a lot worse than Hitler. No offense. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna get heat mail for that one. Oh, too bad. No uh, one's defending Hitler here. I know. Just exactly. Calm down. I'm just saying. Yeah. If I had to choose between two two evils and wasn't Hitler. and wasn't Jewish, uh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Then yeah, uh, yeah. He was a mean son of a bitch. Yeah. But anyways, he's. I mean, he would. He killed. He would kill everybody, but uh, he uh, he suffered basically. A, I forget what it was. It was a heart attack or a stroke in his office, right? But he told him not to be disturbed in his office, and they were so scared of him, they wouldn't go in. So he stayed in there for four days. Oh God! <laughs> they made sure he was dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, you end up dying because you crashed into you. Yeah. Went into his office. Yeah, well, that's a shame. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway. Yeah, no. So I think that's church play. Church play on the yep. on the uh, other one. We have to separate. Don't you feel? Well, uh, that's the problem. I I, I, I have a hard time separating them. I know you're religious. I, I am, and you're I more am. religious than I am. And I was raised Catholic, so I'm kind of almost anti-religious. We have to separate. I think this is an important concept: separating the church from God. Don't we? Church is man-made. Church is man-powered for the most part. I hate when you say that, by the way. I know, but... It is man-made, because upon this rock built my church, which is basically it, but the, yeah. the, the doctrine gets... That's what the church tells The doc us. gets separate. Will you stop that? Do you think God... Do you think God, quote-unquote... Christ existed. What are you talking Christ about? Christ existed. There's no doubt about it. But do you think Christ was really worried about a church being built for him? Or Yes, or that was his whole freaking purpose, to save the world. And he's going to do it with churches? Yes, you have to get the word out somewhere. Your church is your, your, your doctrine. Your, your, you've got to spread the word. What do you think they had uh, prophets for in all religions, not just Catholic? 
They needed people to spread the word. That's me. Okay. Yep. I I never seen you go quiet like that on me. That scared me. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> like know I offended to, you. <laughs> I don't, no, I'm not offended. I don't know where to go with it. I don't know okay. where to go with it. If you think that the that a divine being is so attached if to the church, it the church is a man made. No, is, no, it's the religion. How do you spread religion? You need a, a, a an organization to spread the religion. How did Christ do it at first? He did it word of mouth. He no, did, he didn't. He he he, he built it. He, he went and got his apostles, the 12 dudes. He needed those 12 dudes. Right. But right. he did it with he did it with truth. He did it with uh he did it with, with miracles. arguments. He did it with, with miracles. He did it with miracles, yeah. Change that water and wine, my type of guy. Change that water Bring and wine. Right. You know what the cool thing about that is is like uh uh you know, we we, we uh was it a couple of weeks ago that the priest uh, we had a priest uh, I'm the black guy from Africa. He's wicked good. And uh, he was talking about, you know, how, you know, people will raise their children and they don't become Catholics and everything else. And he says, no, it's, you know, too many people feel guilty because of that, especially, you know, older Catholics. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not, it's not your fault. You have raised them. As long as you raise them the way you were supposed to raise them, after a certain point, they have their own free will and they chose what they chose. And he always gives the example that even Christ was that way uh, when in at the wedding there and uh, his his mother says to him, they're out of wine. He says, it's not my time. They're <laughs> out of wine. So he changed the wine. In other words, he, he yeah. was, you know, and the other thing is he uh, uh, when he went to the temple to preach, I mean, they went to Jerusalem and they were heading back. And they realized not too good at parents if they realize he's missing after three days or something and then they yeah. go back and they find him but he was he says i'm doing my work you know so he, he had that free will too but it's at a certain age where you know you you raise your children the, the way you're supposed to but after a certain age i mean we see that in everyday life not just in in religion I and mean, we see people that uh will not let their children go i mean they, they have become virtually uh burdens to society you know they yep. they just sponge off their parents yep. or, or they're in the drugs and everything else and, and they just because they love them they don't let them go but there is a certain point you got to realize yes you love your children and you can always love your children but you know it's their decision not yours in other words so you can help them the best you can but uh enable them is not helping so right. Here's my little discussion on that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, this is all kind of, we went really down a moral road, didn't we? A what road? Moral? A, a moral, yes. Yeah. Oh, here's another one. Martin de Porras was a layman who worked extensively with the poor in second Lima, Peru. A Lima. What's a Lima? Lima. Lima. Yeah. Why is it Lima? I don't know. You say Lima beans. Sure. Spelled the exact same way. Well, we do here in the States. All right. Uh, many miracles were attributed to <laughs> many miracles. I'm never wrong. Many miracles were attributed to him during his lifetime, including levitation, miraculous healings, showing up in places, two places at the same time. That's popular. Uh, many people uh, pray for his healing at the centers and at the session. For instance, one man in 1956 had a block fall and crush his leg gangrene as well as uh, hepatitis set in. Doctors were going to amputate his leg when a woman prayed over the leg. The next day, when the bandages were removed, the leg had been radically changed and no longer needed to be amputated. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Miracle yeah. or not miracle? Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's so hot, isn't it? I mean, it's really easy when we, we sit here and say, oh, that's a miracle. It's, yeah, I mean, we could just throw it everything off but you can't there's a to me there's a line there somewhere and it's it's so much more difficult these days you know how we talk about there is no proof of ghosts yeah I, you're talking about levitation there mm -hmm. if you walk down the streets of las vegas and a street magician levitated would you buy it would you think that was a miracle i know no it's a trick right how could you be, it... the guy would do it right in front yes. of you and you still couldn't prove it but just because somebody could do a trick doesn't mean the person that's doing it is a trickster. 
<laughs> in other words, he took his levitation power and decided to go into street magic? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Oh. I mean, somebody learns the art of levitation, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, as, as levitation. Somebody else levitates, but they don't know the art of levitation. Okay. Like they're involuntary levitated or it just happens? It just happens. I mean, there's a famous, Steve Parson will talk to you about this, is a famous medium that could do that. Levitate? Yeah, levitate right out the window. Two-story building, three-story building. On demand? On demand. When was this? Oh, back in the 1700s, 1800s. Oh, yeah. 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 So way before Las Vegas. Extreme <laughs> <laughs> <Street> musicianship. <laughs> but wouldn't you think there'd be somebody today who could levitate? I would think so. But I'm not a... Why do I get these ads? <laughs> and the two places at once. I'd be more impressed with that today than I would have been back in this guy's time. I don't know when what time it was, but why is that? I don't know. I mean, how how's anyone going to prove it one way or the other? Well, that guy said I was there too. I mean, so now you're throwing in a whole new dimension. So you could actually have mass hysteria if you're going to say that, right? So oh, would that prove to you? you? What if you're sitting there? Mass with, hysteria is a thing. So if you're sitting there and this guy's levitating, how do you know you're not suffering from mass hysteria? Have you seen? Is that proof? Have you seen, for example, have you seen the, um, what do they call them? Oh, damn, I just had the phrase in my head. There are these people who are very much internally like other people internally decapitated. <laughs> there are people who, what do they call them? Damn it. I forget. There's one guy in particular who looks so much like Tom Cruise, it's scary. Oh, and yeah. he's out doing videos and other stuff there. If you tell, if you put him in Vegas right now mm -hmm. and had Tom Cruise in New York, you could convince a ton of people that he was in two places at once. True. Yeah. And, and we talked about a what little bit of we, doppelganger is, is, yeah. is the paranormal term. And we talked about this before. Is it hard fake or something? I don't know, something. But he, this guy looks a, a crap load like like. But we, we, we talked about this before, though, how other people have said, oh, I saw you in, uh, you know, Lowell. Were, were you in Lowell on Tuesday? No. Yeah. Oh, I was by, by thing. So whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's it's I mean, what's proof? I don't know. What do you, you what do you I need? I know that's what makes it difficult at this point. I mean, how do you say that? OK, you know, just because somebody looks like you. I mean, there's nobody looks like me. I mean, that person who says, I saw you in Lowell on Tuesday, did he have a conversation with me? Did he? Or did he just see me on the street? Yeah, I know. That's yeah. the other thing. But I don't know. But these, are, again, these all seem different classes to me than the story of the explosion. Because they no, got they 15 were. people involved. I, I know. I think that's so cool. I can't come up with a skeptical, reasonable explanation for that. Oh. And it's not just 15 people. It's 100% of the people. And if the story is being told correctly, the way, you know, it is, this is reported on this is regular. Uh, it's on several schoon scopes. Well, Snopes, I know, but what if the explosion, what if the explosion was 730 instead of 725? No, this is reported on, on real time. I mean, yeah, at, at this documentation from the time period. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's legitimate. It's fifties. So yeah, it's not stupidity. Well, no, it's not. It's not they have vague. Clock, they have clocks back then. Yeah, they had the technology. <laughs> we so have the technology. Know what time it is? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, can, see, and they can tell time. So that's everybody. See, <laughs> and the, the fact that I couldn't argue against that, all I could argue against is why is someone making the decision that these people are going to live, and why didn't they save the church? Uh, that's the only argument I have against that. <laughs> it's like I can't, I can't explain it otherwise. Two guys following forty-seven stories. One lives. This freak. Yeah, I know. I mean, you, the guy you, you just brought up, about, you brought up the para, para, uh, parachute thing, right? Yeah, you got the guys up. The guy you just talked about—that's showmanship. You know, I mean, he's. I mean, showmanship. I mean, he had a reputation for doing this stuff, right? Yeah, I could buy be two places at once. He could levitate. He could heal people. He could. Yeah, if you want to call it showmanship, I guess so. So, what do you? What do you? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Houdini did a lot of fascinating things, too. Yeah. Is that divine intervention or is that a showman? I am offended by your words, but <laughs> I, 
I don't think it was a showman that would. So, that, so Houdini that had would, that would that Houdini would, had divine powers. No, no. The, Houdini was a showman. He did it yeah. on a tent. Right. I do not believe that uh, they did it on uh, whatever. I don't know. It's it's crazy. I mean, there are there are so many. There are so many uh, strange events where we, that happened, you know, tragedies. I mean, and, and not just, I mean, we only talked about the one particular one where a single person lives. You talked about the airplane, but there, every day that occurs, not every day, but, yeah. you know, there are a lot of, a lot throughout history that people were miraculous. Oh, I mean, 9-11. Yep. There were guys inside that building that survived. So, I mean, is that divine invention? Is that a miracle? No. Why? We're not talking one person. We're talking guys. I know. 9-11 was a lot of chaos. There are a billion different circumstances. and The building lucky, came down. That guy was, those one guys were there in yeah. that particular place, and they survived. So how do you distinguish? That's that's the interesting thing about this whole thing is how do you distinguish between divine invention, luck, and what's the other thing you say? Just those two, right? Yeah, just freak, just luck. Yeah. Yeah, we won't go into destiny or whatever. Yeah. But those two. How do you distinguish that? What what is the difference? And we're just about out of time too. Um, maybe a pattern. Okay. Because so, in, in the case of the 15 people in the church, that's a pattern. That's a That seems like a conscious collection of things. That in 9-11, one guy on this floor survived and one guy on that floor survived. That's just chaos. That's just, that's just large, large numbers. Isn't it? Yes, it is. I just, you know what? We're just about out of the show, but I was trying to figure out. We talked about Hitler and Stalin, right? Yep. So guess what I came across just, just by pure random. Now it could be divine intervention. I don't know. The top 10 dictators that killed the most people in the world. Okay, great. Kim the second sung. Kim Tu sung. Okay. He's uh I've heard of him. Should, should we do this another time? I don't know who I, where are you starting at? 10? 10. Okay. Kim Tu sung uh killed no, just give me the give okay. me the top. Five, South Korea, uh, Yvonne, uh, Ishmael Ever Pashas, number nine. He's uh, from uh, where is he? Turk, Turkey. Okay, he's the one that the Armenian genocide. All right, yep. Number eight, Lenin, eight, eight for Lenin. Yep, uh, killed a bunch of people in the civil Russian Civil War. Hideo to Tojo, the old emperor, mm -hmm. five million Japanese. Uh, Hiro, Hirohito, Hirohito, another Japanese, yeah, uh, killed an estimated six million people. Shankai Shek, yep, Chinese dictator, 10 million people. King Linapod II of Belgium, he was a mean bastard, really. Oh, yeah, there's a Belgian guy on that list, Belgian Congo, he was brutal. Okay, yeah, he, he got uh, he enslaved eight million Congonese, just to show you. Okay, number three. Adolf Hitler. Number three. Three. Not even two worse two. than Hitler. Yes. Yep. You got 30 million Jews. No offense. Joseph Stalin. Number, number two. two. Yeah. Only two. Wow. This is, I'm dying to find yeah, out who number one is. Who's number one? He got uh, 40 million lives, old Stalin. Number one as we leave, Mao Zedong. Oh, okay. Yep. Mao Zedong, Mr. Communist leader. Yep. 80 million people. 80 million. 80, 80 million. million people. Yep. So there you go. We'll leave you on that happy note. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank God we live in America. Oh, yeah, really. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. And if you know the difference between a miracle and divine intervention, and, yes, tell and us. Let us know. Send us an email at anyghostproject at comcast.net or a message us on our Facebook page, which is Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So love to hear from you. So stay safe and happy President's Day.
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.